What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the 2023 Genesis Scottish Open DFS preview. Talking DraftKings DFS. DB here. Pat Perry there. Uh, Hello. Com- coming off yet another winner. I know not the betting show. You had Seb Straka. You're up nearly 80 units on the season. Congratulations, sir. You're having a fantastic year. Thank you. It's been a it's been a good one. I haven't had the greatest year in DFS. Like in DFS land. DFS land. Um, but it but it has been a good good uh good for uh, outrights for sure. Yeah. Um listen, we're we got a great show. We're gonna talk about every every angle of the DFS streets for the Genesis Scottish. We're recording this a little early. This is about four o'clock in the afternoon on Monday. Uh, already got the betting show out, getting this out a little bit early because everything starts a little bit early, you know, for us United States people. Um, so we're just trying to give it to you quick, give it to you quick and dirty. That's how we like it, you know. That's how you probably like it. That's how we like it. That's what we're mm-hmm. gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna talk about every range, some of the leans we have, where the chalk might be, some cash plays, uh, and obviously the 6K draft at the end. Before we do that, though. You know, a lot of people have been saying they like this uh, this little recap that we do, this DFS recap for the John Deere Classic. Maybe we can learn a little something. Maybe we can file something away for the old memory banks when it comes to making a profitable DFS lineup. Uh, Seb Straka, obviously your winner, but I, I've <clears throat> got some notes here about the John Deere. Your perfect lineup, Pat. You would have spent about $49,700 of your $50,000 salary cap. So, you know, almost spent it all. You'd have had a, around 60% to 65% total ownership between all your players. You would have had one 10K player, and it would have been Ludwig Aberg. Oh, yeah. You would have had two 8K players, Sepp Straka and Alex Smalley. And you would have had three 7K players, Brendan Todd, uh, Lucas Glover, and Kevin Yu. So that would have been your perfect lineup. It would have scored around 722.5 points. But here's some things to note. Eight of the top 10 highest DraftKings point scorers averaged 10% or greater average ownership, including Straka, who was just over 10%. So it was kind of a chalky deer. A little bit of a chalky deer. Yeah. Which surprised me a little bit, actually, DB, because yeah. I, I even I was on record in our chat that I was I was not gonna be chalky. Yeah. And that didn't necessarily pan out. I don't know what I said on the show. Can't remember that far back. I do remember saying that I wasn't going to be chalky. I didn't want to be chalky. Well, and I, you know, obviously every every year there there can be <clears throat> fluctuations to this. I think in years prior to the deer, we had talked about how it was very it was a very balanced approach that did things. Uh, and and Ludwig was kind of Ludwig was kind of not. I mean, he surged on Sunday to project himself into the perfect lineup. But you know, McCarthy, Cam Young, Aberg, all at 10K. And all pretty much paid off at their price tag. I mean, you, you know, I guess with McCarthy and Young, you weren't dead if you didn't have them. Um, but they, they, they played well. Henley was the only 10K player that really just, he was bad. He sucked. Um, there were zero, this is something to remember, I think, for, la- for, for these weak field events. Zero 6K players in the top 10 DraftKings points, but a handful um, Definitely more than paid for their price tag, including a couple of the God dang it, including a couple of the PGA Tour U guys. William Mao, Mao uh, had a, had a week, but I mean, in that horribly weak field, 
I think I said it on the show last week. I did, I wasn't going to be in the 6K range very much. I didn't play, but just like maybe two 6K guys. One of them was Ryan Moore. I can't remember yeah. who the other one was. He missed the cut. Um, but, you know, when it's really, really weak, that 6K is really, really, really weak. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. It was, it, it, from what I remember, it's quite difficult for us to come up with the 6K yeah. uh, draft lineup. Yeah, the 6K draft didn't do as great. We had four miss the cut. Um, we each got one through the cut. I had Satoshi, Satoshi Kodaira. That was the other one I played. Finished T57, could not make yeah. a freaking putt to save his life. And you had Grayson Sick, who did, who did finish T13. Um, so, not, not, you know, there were some 6K guys that paid off, but for the most part, you were fine if you avoided the range. More than half of the chalkiest. Oh, I already said that about the 10K guys. Uh, the now we'll say I, I said the perfect lineup, but the the $20 pitch and putt contest winner did not have anyone in their lineup over nine and a half K. They had a 9K player, two 8K players, and three 7K players. That was the lineup comp. So that's good info. Thanks to file away. Thanks to remember as we uh, you know continue this this DFS battle that is regularly changing as people are more informed as there's more sites and models and data and all that other stuff. Pretty chalky John Deere. Yeah. Uh, a lot of winners in the nut hut though. We had a lot of winners in the nut hut. A lot of people tailing the Straka pick. Um, I gave out a couple winning prize picks cards, uh, two out of the three days I did it, I think. So we were profitable week for prize picks. Um, that was good. Or, and props and underdog and all that good stuff. By the way, you can sign up for Underdog. Link in the description. So we had we had a we had a good time. We had some good chat. I think Sepp Straka yeah. came up in the chat on Wednesday night. Every, Pretty sure he did. I saw somebody yeah. hit like fifteen grand over the over the. Uh, oh, I didn't even see that. I, I think there was a maybe it's in it's in winning. Nice in the winning um, tab. Uh, maybe not. Let's um, give them a shout out if they did. I, I thought I thought it was uh, Eric Cole. Not uh, not the golfer. Oh here. yeah, the other Eric Cole. Yeah. Oh, we also had our boy Vince Margiata, Money Marg, mm-hmm. hit the nine to one Savior Ass Sunday parlay. That's free on tourjunkies.com. If you're not checking out tourjunkies.com blog every week, our boy Jack Ladderman drops something every Monday morning around the clubhouse to get, keep you caught up on the world of golf outside of maybe betting and DFS. It's a great article. Mm-hmm. Uh, our boy Nate Moore drops his uh, his course preview, his key stats, and a few other things, including some picks from him. It's always a very good read. Our boy AK does the power fade. Not a good week for the power fade. He faded two bold uh, DraftKings players last week, and they both they both did pretty well. That was kind of bad. Uh, and then Vince <laughs> does Let's Go Juicing and the Save Your Ass Sunday Parlay. A uh, lot of good content over on TourJunkies.com. All of it is free, so you might want to check that out. I'll, I do see a ton of winning props tickets. I will say that. A lot of winning props tickets in the winning section on the Nut Hut, so it's awesome stuff. Uh by the way, we did announce the Nut Hut. Uh, we announced this on the betting show, but starting on August 26th, every Saturday from August 26th until the end of the NFL season, we will have a SoBet Football Saturday in the Discord, in the Nut Hut, to all members will be uh, available to get in on that, where SoBet is going to send over one of their NFL college football handicappers to do a live chat with the whole Discord and get prepared for the football weekend in both college and pro. It's just some added value that we want to bring to the Discord in the fall during football season when everybody's focused on football and golf kind of takes a back seat. It's going to be a great time. And the cappers at SoBet are all verified and trusted, good-performing handicappers. So it'll be a good time. It'll be a good conversation, good dialogue. 
It'll probably cover DFS, betting, props, the works. All that starts really week zero of the college football season, August 26th. There'll be a few games. On that one, we might talk some season win totals, NFL stuff, all that good stuff. But every Saturday, so bet Saturdays in the Discord. Another reason to go ahead and join the Discord. Sign up now. It's only 20 bucks a month, $1.99 a year if you want to get the whole shebang. Uh, I think that's what you should do. So check that out. Uh, let's talk about the Genesis Scottish Open. We don't, okay. we don't necessarily have to do a course preview, but I do have some, uh, some data that we could go over in terms of last year. Last year, your perfect lineup, Pat, would have included Xander Schauffele, Kirk Kitayama, who kind of came out of nowhere at, at this event, Cameron Tringali. Do you remember what he did here last year? Uh, I think he was in the top 15 or 20, right? I, don't, I can't remember where he finished, but he shot an opening round 61. He was oh. going unconscious. Like, do you remember? Like, I, I just remember everybody being like, what the crap is going on? Like, it, he was playing a different golf course because it wasn't that easy. Yeah. Um, oh, Cam Tring. Yep. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with him right now. Yeah, uh, but uh, I bet he was a pretty decent odds for first round leader for that one. But yeah, okay. Well, yes, he probably right. was. He ended up finishing T6 uh, at three under. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, Tringali, Tom Kim kind of had a breakout here, finished third. Jordan Spieth, Matt Fitzpatrick, he would have scored around 529 DraftKings points, so a lot lower scoring here. Obviously, the winning score was seven under when Xander won. Lower scoring affair than what we've had the last couple of weeks. Uh, $49,200 would have been your lineup. You know, So comfortable leaving some cash on the okay. table there at around 55% total ownership, and you would have had one 10K player, I believe that was Xander, uh, one 9K player, one 8K player, one 7K player, and two 6K players. Five of the top 10 DraftKings points scorers were owned at 10% or greater, but only three over 15%. There were five 6K guys, this is key, in the top 10 DraftKings point scores. Half of the top 10 point scores were in the 6K range. Wow. You know, solid field. Might have some of that DP World Tour contingent. That's that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's my first thought when the, you know, the, the the brain starts triggering, the synapses are firing. Mm-hmm. When you said that was all right, we got a few DP World Tour guys that may not be as known mm-hmm. that we can give you some knowledge on in the show. There you go. Eight of the top ten, um, in percentage to DraftKings points, so kind of like returning the returning proper value. Eight of the top 10 there were in the 6K range, and four of them were full-time DP World Tour players. And only three of the top 10 chalkiest players paid off their price tag, um, and none of them were at 10K or above. Only Xander in the 9K was the only player of the top 10 chalkiest to pay off their price. Uh, it was an interesting year, uh, interesting uh, tournament. So, Renaissance Club, good, good golf course. There's a ton more research and intel that we've dropped in the Discord. We'll do more of that as the week progresses. But let's get into, uh, let's get into the top of the DraftKings board here. All right. Patrick. Um, you don't have John Rahm. You don't have Tony Fee now. I guess we don't have Colin Moore. Why is Colin Moore Cowan not here? I don't know. Maybe he's... Uh, that is surprising that he's not here. I thought he was going to be here. Did he play last year? I don't know. I don't know why I'm just now thinking about this. Am I missing his name? No, he's not in here. Okay. Um, 10K and above range. I, 
I, I don't, I, I can't figure out what's going to happen with this. It, it might just be one of those weeks where like six guys here are at 15% plus. I don't know what people, I, I'm not sure what people are going to do with Scotty and Rory. Every time I think that they're not going to play him, they still play him. I think they're still going to be a little bit chalky. Yeah. I mean, they're never going to be sub 15%. Like, that'll no. never happen. But I don't know. Like, are they going to get, like, neither one of them are going to get to like 24, 23, right? Probably not. No, I don't think so. Not in a field uh, like this? Not, not in this field and not with the, the winner last year right beneath them. And then yeah. Cantlay, who also played extremely well last year. Yeah. That, that is certainly going to pull some ownership off those two guys. You saying that reminds me, one thing we didn't mention is don't forget the weather matters. Weather matters a ton here in Scotland, and it can change quickly. It's already changed since the weekend. I was looking at it, looking at it here again before the show. It cha- it's changing a lot. Last year, there was uh, over a two-stroke advantage for the AM-PM wave at this event. So uh, you do not want to – I wouldn't get too, too committed to your DK lineup structure uh, just yet because I, I think we got to get till Wednesday, kind of see what the course is going to look like. Plus, I, I think there's some rain coming. It might soften up some things. So uh, I remember that because Cantlay finished fourth and came out of the, raw, the, the bad side of the draw. It was a great, great tournament for him coming out of the tough side. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Rory would actually be the one to entice me the most up top between him and Scheffler, uh, which is weird for me to say. But, I mean, Scheffler putting on, like, really massive, slowish greens in Scotland and just, like, his have, trusting him to have to make the five to ten footers, the, the, the three-putt avoidance factor concerns me a little bit. Uh, plus, he's $700 more than Rory. Like, that's, to me, that price is... That's up there. If it, it feels like they priced it with Rom in the field and then realized Rom wasn't here, it's like, yeah. Well, let's make Scheffler eleven six and Rom eleven two, and then Rory and, ten nine. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's it's. If you look at it that way, I think you're right. I mean, um, for me, I, I do agree. I think I, I if I'm going up here, it's Rory um, between those two for sure. Uh, I'd rather just save that seven hundred dollars. Um, and, you know, it just feels like, you know, Scotty did miss the cut here last year. Um, Rory didn't play last year, but, you know, and both of them are in fantastic form. Um, but I would rather save the money there and go with Rory. What's your, um, what do you think, what do you, what do you think about Ricky? Like, and I mean, aside from just like DFS, just in general, coming off the win, big monkey off his back. Um, you know, goes to Wimby with, with Spieth and JT mm-hmm. and the Wimby boys. Does that whole thing. You know, going to, going to, to Royal Liverpool next week where he, he finished runner-up to Rory in 2014. Now ready to maybe get the major championship off his back. Where does this tournament, like, what do you, what does your gut tell you about Ricky's week? Does he keep it rolling? Finished 47th here last year. I think he keeps it rolling. I think Ricky has a lot of confidence right now. And I think Ricky, um, he just seems to be in a great spot, not only like personally with life, but with, with his game and real cute else. kid, man. He got a real, he's got a real yeah. cute kid. Yeah. He's just, things are good in yeah. Ricky's world and, and he can focus on golf. And I like the fact that they came over the week before he's got a little time to get acclimated, have some fun while you're over there. 
relax and then get into tournament play here and be serious about you know maybe a win at the scottish open and then the open championship coming up in a couple of weeks so and you know this happened by the way with more you speaking of morikawa we talked about that you remember he won the week before he won the open championship and everybody was like there's no way he's going to come in and win the open championship after and then he ends up winning so i don't know if that's going to happen more cow i mean with uh fowler but I, i'm just I, I think that you're seeing ricky in in peak form and this style of golf it fits his game he likes it um we, we've always seen ricky kind of play well in different weather conditions so yeah um i mean if you're choosing between the three there too a jt jordan and, and ricky i'm definitely i think i think ricky's it's just weird to say after all he's been through the last couple of years. I mean, he's the most, the one I'm the most confident in. All right. Go so on out. our boy Spaz in the, in the discord that helps run the discord. And he, you know, he helps compile. Uh, he goes, goes to about five or six different ownership projection sources for DFS and, and aggregates all those projections and spits them out in the discord and the nut hut for everybody. We use it on Wednesdays for our chat. Spaz loves to do this. The DFS uh, Mary F kill game. You got to mm-hmm. marry one of them, and this is a DFS. So Mary means mm-hmm. like I'm going overweight, overexposure. You, you got to F one of them, which might mean like a one night stand, like maybe a little, you know, a little sprinkle here and there. And then yeah. kill is obviously the fade. Mary F kill DFS the Wimby boys, JT Spieth, Ricky. What are you gonna do? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Ricky. Well, even if he, he's ch- he's chalky, he's a little, he's chalky you gonna do it no i don't care okay. i'm doing it i'm marrying him i'm effing jordan speeth and i'm killing jt god talk dirty to me um <laughs> i mean i think because i'd like some jordan this week i like jordan i i i want to get in bed with him god you know he i don't know what to do um i jordan's inconsistency lately is bothering me i had a bunch of him at the u.s open uh i think he missed a cut on the number if if I knew that if I knew that JT is JT what is JT gonna be low owned at eighty three hundred with Aberg right there everybody wants to get on Aberg you think he'll be low owned like and when I say low owned I mean like is he gonna be like ten to twelve I, I do think he'll be ten to twelve will he be fifteen no if he's not fifteen I go Mary Ricky FJT oh okay. I'm just a little. I'm just. Mm. I'm just a little interested. He showed some promise at the Travelers. I think T nine. Good, good, like linksish player. Good creative player. Good around the green. You know, we're waiting on the the putter to kind of get back in order. I, just with the the cheaper price, the save. I mean, I save a thousand dollars from Jordan. If I got a, you know, he's a cheaper. He's a. He's a. He's a cheap escort, you know? Um, okay. So I don't know. I think that might be what I do. I don't know. I'm interested. Anyway, who's getting – who's who's uh, who are the low-owned guys? Because, I mean, the 9K and 10K range are all stacked. There's everybody in here we can make a case for. Yeah. I mean, I, I still love Fleetwood's chances. I love Terrell Hatton here at Link's course. Um, I like Hovland, too. Like, I could – Love I Hovland. I would feel really good about just even dropping out, throwing out the 10K range 100%. here. 100%. Starting. Fitzy, I like. I like Fitzy. I think Fitzy's going to be low owned too. DB, you think so? Yeah. So Fitzy might get squeezed. Uh, he was six point eight percent at the Open. 
at the U.S. Open. You know, you know, Lowry's going to get squeezed again, and I, I've been banging the Lowry drum for a lot of the year. And I mean, it's it's not like top tens, but it's solid top twenties at ninety one hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like him to do a little better than top twenty, but Lowry's going to get squeezed again. Clark, he was another one like Fitzy. I mean, he was like, yeah, five percent the U.S. Open and five less than five at the PGA. Yeah, Clark, I like a lot. Um, he might be chalk, but at nine K, even sixteenth place finisher last year, obviously playing well. Um, so yeah, I think I think Lowry, Fitzy, I think you're right, are the ones that get squeezed out. Mm-hmm. I think I play I play anybody in this range squeezed at low ownership. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the how the cookie crumbles. How the chalk plays out let's move on to the uh to the 8k range um before we do want to thank our friends at front nine coffee if you are not taking advantage of the awesome discount that we have at front nine coffee that's front the number nine coffee.com promo code tj10 gets you 10 percent off your entire order and every order you can use it over and over again so if you bought it and you want to reorder you can do that they'll send it to you in a uh, either whole bean they'll grind it for you they'll send it in k cups now it, they're delicious. Me and Pat have our own flavors. It's some of the best coffee that you could ask for. And it's from a great small business started right here in Augusta, Georgia, looking to serve all the golf and coffee lovers in the U.S. Uh, it'll ship to your door within just a few days. They're going to roast it after you order so you know it's fresh. It's not just sitting in there getting baggy and gassed up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing. And they're good supporters of the Tour Junkies now for over a year and a half. We appreciate Frontline Coffee. If you love coffee and you appreciate the show, and then you should appreciate some sponsors of ours and check out Front Nine Coffee. Link is in the description. Promo code TJ10. All right, AK range. AK range. Starting off with Max Home, or sorry, Minwoo Lee, who won here, uh, not at this tournament, but at the Aberdeen Scottish Open, uh, the DP World Tour event, won in 2021. You got Homa, Rosie, Sung Jay, Tom Kim, Burns, JT, who we just talked about, Ludwig. On the charter from the JDC at eighty two hundred, and Adam Scott and Corey Connors. Um, you know what? I actually think just I'll just get this out of the way in cash. Like in cash up top, I would just do like Hatton or Hovland. But here, I actually think I'd do Ludwig. I think I would take I, Ludwig yeah, in cash. I, don't, I agree. I don't mind him in cash the way he's been playing. Yeah, I mean. Um, Doing everything pretty pretty damn well. Uh, the putter, I mean, there's not a ton in here that really feel all that cash. Justin Rose, I think. Yep, I, I would play. I would play Rose in cash. R- Rose, uh, yeah, I would probably consider. I would probably consider Rose second to Ludwig. Um, like I think Min Wu is still kind of an easy fade for me. A popular. $8,900 easy fade for me. And everybody's excited to play Minwoo every week. But he's just still a little inconsistent for me with the ball striking with the irons. I mean, I know he's, I know he's played a lot better here lately, but mm-hmm. um, still just a little inconsistent to me for, uh, to justify a chalky, highest-priced guy in the, in the 8K range situation. Um, so I'll probably look. I, I'm sure he'll be popular. So I'll probably bounce on that. Um, I'm willing to take a shot on Homa. Feels a little, little scary, but I'm willing to take a shot on Homa. I've, I've worried a little bit about his limited kind of links record and 
and just experience in general. Uh, but he did finish 16th here last year, and then I think he went on to miss the cut at the Open last year, if I don't, if I remember correctly. Wasn't he walking on the bridge with Tiger on the way to missing the cut? Yeah, he was. Um, Tom Kim for me is the one in this range that is like I think I'm willing to take like take a little chance on some Tom Kim. Mm. See, I thought you were going to say you were not. Like, yeah, I I don't I don't know. It's it, it's when we were going through looking at the betting show. It. it I think 60 to one Tom Kim was kind of interesting me a little bit. Really? Uh, obviously he has a good history here from last year. Um, played extremely well. Um, finished third, solo third. You know, we saw that U S open kind of run that he had, which I, which I think is, is probably the reason that it's, it's, it's popping for me. I, I know he didn't really follow that up with the, you know, I mean, he did finish T38 the Travelers, but he missed the cut at the Rocket Mortgage after that. But I think that's what we're getting from Tom Kim right now. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of upside potential. Yeah. Probably low ownership. But you're going to, you, you could also be ejecting from the golf tournament on Friday and all your lineups are shot that's, if you go all in, which is why I just want a little piece. Yeah, looking at digging into this range a little more is making me now convinced that there are going to be three popular players here: Min Wu, uh, Justin Rose, and Aberg. Yep. Um, which means you, you know you can make a you can make a nice pivot decision to probably Connors, probably Adam Scott. We'll see about JT. I would say for sure probably Sam Burns. Uh, Sung Jay for sure, Homa for sure. TK may get a little love just because of the third place finish last last year. Yeah, I agree. Maybe get Connors is interesting me too. I don't know what it is. It he, it feels like he's he's kind of weatherproof. You know, he's long enough. If it rains, like there's projected to be a lot of rain. If it rains and the course kind of softens up. He's long enough to do some damage. Um, if everybody, you know, if, if the green and red rate is so low, which it is here, and he's like way above the field in that, he that feels good. Um, I don't know if, if like the slow green speeds will help him be a better putter. I mean, yeah. it didn't help him last year. He was 61st. But I mean, I, I kind of take some of the performance of last year with a grain of salt, depending on if they were on the wrong side of the wave or not. And I don't, I don't know if he was, but um, I, I could. Like, would you rather have Connors or Scott as a pivot? I think I'd rather. I know I talked about Scott on the betting show, but I, I think I think I have a, a little more confidence here that that Connors could have have the upside there in DFS. I th- I think I prefer Scott. Scott's also Scott is seventy ninth in the FedEx Cup standings. He's on the outside looking into that top seventy. He actually mentioned it. Uh, in a press conference, I know that because every week I read all the press transcripts and I mm-hmm. put them. I put the relevant ones in the nut hut, so you don't have to read all that crap, and I do it for you. Um, at the Travelers, he made mention that he he was here because, uh, or he was excited to, to have a good week because he'd kind of been looking at where he stood in the in the FedEx Cup standings. He wants to get in that top seventy. Um, obviously, he wants to do better than that, but first off, he's got to get in the top seventy. I think Scott may be a little. He's got the distance, which I think this is definitely a bomber's course, whether it's you know wet from the rain or not. I think it's a bomber's course with only fifty percent of the fairways getting hit by you know by most of the field. So I could see Scott, you know, 
being an interesting pivot here. Yeah, I mean, what do you? I guess you don't have to worry too much about the driving accuracy numbers, which is where Adam Scott. Yeah, you don't. So, I mean, literally last year the average was forty-eight percent of the fairways. I mean, yeah. So Xander, you don't really have to- Xander did exactly that. Kurt Kitayama hit forty-two percent of his fairways. The the best. The best fairway number of all the players in the top 10 last year, which there were 15 of them in the top 10, the best was Cam Smith. Holy shit. Cam Smith at 61 and a half and Tom Kim at 61 and a half. I should stick to my Adam Scott thing then because I was on him on the betting show too. I, yeah. I, I guess it's just when I'm looking at him versus Connors, they're, they're, actually both of them have very similar uh, recent form. Like They both have ninth place finishes and a top 20 finish in their mm-hmm. their last three events so they've they've been fairly similar on a form standpoint but um i think i actually trust i, I think i trust scott to to do better on links yeah he's probably got more of a you know i'm sure he's got more of a substantial links record um the guy's got four top 10 finishes in his last six events Okay. Like he's kind of balling out right now. I need to stick to my guns there with Adam Scott. And the putter's been good, dude. Look at the putter. Look at how good he's been putting. Oh, I know that. Okay. I mean, that's different than Connors. I know. His putting's been terrible, but it always is. All right. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe the Adam Scott play is kind of the the move. Maybe a little uh, Scott Thomas, you know skip off the Aberg ownership and go Scott and Thomas, the two, mm-hmm. you know, the two bread pieces, Aberg's that beef in the middle, you know? <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's move on. 7K range. I, you know, this is, this is one of those where I, I definitely see a handful of players getting, getting popular, but I don't think anybody's going to be super popular. I do think Smalley's going to get a fair amount of love at 7,900. I, I agree. To, to watch him lead the field significantly in approach play at the John Deere and just throw darts that that translates anywhere. And he finished 10th here last year. So Smalley will be popular. I think from there, I actually think Doug Gim is going to be, man, I'm not touching Doug Gim. Did you know Doug Gim played finished 16th here last year? I don't care. Look at his form. Did he miss a cut last week? No, he didn't. He did not. He didn't? No. He finished 26th. Oh. Maybe I was just stopped focusing on him because he was on the betting card and, I didn't, and he didn't have a chance to win. I thought, like, everybody missed the cut except for Straka. I mean, if you're on Pat... Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. What an embarrassment of riches. If you're on the betting card and you don't have a chance to win, you write them off in your brain I like just, they missed the I cut. Just, yeah, in my brain. Like they didn't even show up for the weekend. Every, every meal's a banquet, every day's a holiday, huh? When you're when you're Pat Perry in the in the outright market, I mean Gim uh, has six consecutive top thirty threes. That is pretty good. He's playing really well. Yeah, and that and that goes back to the Wells Fargo elevated travelers elevated. I, I think he might get. I think he's just he's cheap. He's seventy five hundred. I think he's just gonna be a little bit. I think he's gonna get picked up. I think Robert McIntyre, who I definitely like, the Scott, mm-hmm. he's playing well. 
missed a cut here last year, but but playing nicely. Uh, everybody loves little Bobby Mack. He'll probably get talked up. I could see him being popular. Other than that, I don't I don't I don't think it's a whole lot of folks. I think it's like Smalley. Maybe I mean, is Eric Cole going to get continue to get some? You know, I don't think he will, but just because he's no you know, no record out here, no kinda. real record out here. So, I mean, dude, the way that guy plays, he's probably played he's probably played eleven like forty mini tour events out here. Nobody even knows. Yeah. Um. Anybody else you think will be popular? I I think I think Aaron Rye can get some ownership. Past champion at at the yeah, Aberdeen. I think he could get Playing some. Well. Um, but then you got Rasmus, that. right? I think between Rasmus and Smalley right there with him, Rasmus just winning on the, on the uh, DP World Tour this week and also a top 10 or 15 finish last year at this event. I don't know. Rye might get, sp- I mean, it might get spread out a little bit right there. Yeah. I think what it does mean with all the people going to Smalley, maybe Rye, maybe Rasmus, I, I think Sahith is, is an interesting pivot option. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see if, the rest of the community feels the same way, but you know, you talk about creativity, you talk about short game. Um, that's all right up to hits alley, but it's a place you don't have to hit 60% of the fairways, which is also up to hits alley is not hitting 60% of the fairways. So I like that for Sahith. I just feel sneaky good about his week. Um, I hope, I hope people are kind of like, eh, you know, maybe the shines worn off I mean, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a top, 20 finish since his fifth place at the heritage yeah I mean, you know if i feel like the upgrade though from sahith is ryan fox ryan fox i, mean, I love ryan same, fox like, all over the place with this with the with the t-ball matter of fact like if you look at the if you look at stats um now i know it's, it's not all equal because it's it's a little bit different between what we're getting between the dp world tour and the pga tour but they are both very similar as far as driving accuracy but um, they do some other things well, but I like Ryan Fox a lot. So, do you? You know, people ask. Somebody brought this guy's name up in the chat in the first look show uh, this morning. I just never get there. Do you ever get there with Lucas Herbert, who has played really no. well at the Aberdeen Scottish? I don't, and it, it's it, it's like I just can't. And when I have tried to play him, which it, it, it has happened, I've, I have not bet him outright, I'm pretty sure. But I've played him in DFS. It never works out. It never works out. Yeah. But I, I have seen his name, like, kind of popping popping up. And, and he did have a top 15 at the Travelers, so maybe that's one reason. I'm just not sure I've ever but, regretted not playing him. Other than, like, the one tournament he won, which wasn't it like an alternate field event or something? Yeah. Back in the day? I don't. He. It, yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm going to worry too much about him this week. Um. Who, who would you? Who would? Who would go in a cash lineup for you in the seven K range? Would it be Smalley. Not caught me into Doug Gim. Smalley and Gim. Smalley Gim. I mean, I put Fox in there. I think Fox could potentially be in there i don't i don't think i'd want to go much lower than that i mean there are some at the bottom of this range that i i think have like jordan smith as one yeah but i don't think i'd put him in a cash we're gonna we're we're gonna go to gary woodland aren't we did we talk about that at the betting show we're we gonna do that yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna do it yeah i think we should i mean 
it seems like right now, I mean, he finished 30th here last year. He's hitting it great. It seems like right now the worst that could happen is like a T35. Yeah. And that's with him losing more strokes than anyone else in the field putting. And it still is probably a T35. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing Gary. This is the first time in a while, actually, I think I have played him. I didn't really I, – I know it, it felt like the Memorial where he did get a top 25, there were people starting to get on him. Yeah. But this is, this is going to be the first week for me in a while. Um, all right, who else do you like in this range? Well, I mentioned Jordan Smith kind of at the, at the bottom oh, here. Yeah. I, I like him. I, you know, we haven't talked about this guy at all. Thunder Bear. Thorborn. Piss Bear. Olison. I mean, won a tournament this year. I'm, I'm there. I, I think we can get there with him. Yeah. I am, I'm definitely there. Uh, but let me tell you, now this guy's going to get talked up because it's just, it's too good to ignore. And people are going to see the price. They're going to see him priced around like Bobby Mack and Kurt Kitayama and Cam Davis and Byung Hanan, guys they know, names they know, like Keith Mitchell. Um, have you, do you, do you have any idea how good Alexander Bjork is playing right now? You know, I, he's, He's one that I've looked at, and I think you're going to tell me it's very well yeah. recently. Yeah, he has four consecutive top eights, including a fourth just this past Sunday at the yeah. Maiden Himmerland. Uh, then he had a, a disappointing T29, but then before that, he had another T4, a 4, a T14, a T16, a T28, a T42, a T2, a T16. I mean, like, he is locked and loaded. In 2023, he has a T42. He's played in, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 10, 12. He's played in 14 events in 2023. His worst finish is a T42. His next worst finish is a T29. And he has six, seven, seven top tens. Pretty good. And he did play here in 2021 when Minwoo Lee won. Um, and he finished like twenty sixth. No, I like I like him a lot. I I think he is certainly in play. Yeah, and he's gonna have low ownership because this is maybe. I mean, if he gets talked up on Mayo and like you know Mayo yeah. Mayo's got the uh, he's got all the the euros on the, on the Mayo Media Network. Our boy Tom Skyhook, I'm sure will say something. You know, they all know. But if you're playing in like a, I don't know, maybe if. That's where you got to know your contest. If if it's if it's the Mayo League, if it's probably a higher dollar single entries where you know the big money players are are putting more research in, like they're going to know who he is. But if you're playing like the the pitch and putt or some massive contest with you know mainly just regular public guy, he may he he's ownership is probably going to be lower. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he's he's enticing. Um, I mean, yeah, Jordan Smith. I, I like I like Smith. I like Olison. Um, I like Podrick Harrington there at seventy one hundred. I mean he's playing out. He's outstanding. Yannick Paul and Victor Perez right there at seventy one are playing good. I mean, By the way, I just kind of happen to peruse. The stats here on the DP World Tour stat, uh, site, yeah. which isn't the greatest, but I mean, you get 
just the first ones. Total strokes gained. You got you got Thunder, you got Olsen in, yeah. in second, Bjork in third. Yeah. Uh, Bjork's number one in scoring average right now. Olsen's fifth. Adrian Marat comes up a lot too. Yeah. They're all right there together. Aren't yeah. they? Where's Marat? Oh yeah, yeah, right there at 7300. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting little group right there. Mm-hmm. Those guys could do some damage. Um yeah. Anybody else in the 7K? I think that's it for me. Uh, I mean, you know, Padraig, the boy Padraig. Yeah. He could he could show up well. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really see anybody down here that I'm, I'm not interested in. I, I've done some digging uh, and dropped some intel on some of these guys in the Discord. Uh, I'll do some more, especially these guys we don't really know. We want to try to find, you know, who those guys are. Um, like, Names like Ewan Ferguson, Scottish. He's Scottish. You know, he's he's doing Scotland really well. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it really well since he was born. But, um, you know, he's an option. There, there's a lot of names here from the DP World Tour that a lot of people may not be super familiar with. And, and uh, as the week progresses, be on the lookout for the Sleepers video. I'll do that tomorrow. That will have at least one of those guys in here that I'll try to educate you on. And then we'll do the rest of it in the, in the Discord, um, you know, between the research thread and the two live chats on Wednesday. We'll have we'll have it covered. We'll have it covered. Um, you know, I, we can't we can't get too pot committed to anybody until we see what the weather is going to do. We we get tea times and all that good stuff. So that would be the word of advice there. Um, all right, six uh, K draft. You ready? Yeah. Uh, cool. Six K draft brought to you by our friends at Underdog. Check out Underdog. They're they're fantastic. That's where we play a ton of our props every single week on underdog available in these states if you're watching on youtube it's most states if you're not watching you're just listening just know it's most okay it's most of the 50 uh you're eligible to play the pick'em game on underdog there's also best ball drafts going on there's a ton of nut hutters drafting best ball teams for the nfl right now on underdog you need to get involved with that if you've not already I, i'm pretty confident that best ball will be a hot topic in the discord uh up until the nfl season starts so uh, promo code is junkies. You get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Yeah. Good stuff. So check out that. Click the link in the description. Six K draft. Let's get it started. Um, I think. Oh, so oh, you already mentioned the six K draft. All right. So and we didn't do great last week. Um, I just. It just feels like let me let me just double check this real quick before I before I, I make the pick. Oh, it's it's really ugly. God, it's ugly. Maybe I shouldn't. Okay, I won't. Uh, all right, I'll just I'll start off. I mean, Richie Ramsey, and mm. I like and I like saying Ramsey. Yeah, you do. Um, he's he's also a Scot, right? Just finished third at the Maiden Himmerland. Uh, fifth a couple weeks ago before that, seventh at the Sadal. I think he's played here, or am I missing that? Uh, yeah, he didn't play here last year, but 15th in 2021, 34th in 2019 when they played the Aberdeen here. I mean, you know, people are going to know who he is and talk him up, uh, so it's not like he's going to go, like, completely overlooked, but feels like a solid play in the 6K range if you're going to dip your toe in here. Yeah, I, I like I like that. Um uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Southgate at 67. Ooh, I like a little Matthew uh, Southgate. Englishman um, mm-hmm. has actually 
Let's see. One, two, three top 15 finishes in his last six events. Um, yep. So finish uh, fourth at the Sadal Open. Finish 12th at the Volvo Scandinavian Mixed Tournament. And then the 10th last week at the Maiden Hemmerland Tournament there. So um, is H silent? Hemmer? Is it Emmer? Emmerland or Hemmerland? I, I think it's Himmerland. I don't know. Uh, anyway, top 10 there. I think Matthew Southgate uh, makes some sense here. So I'm going to go with him. 6,700. Southgate. Uh, all right. Let's, let's keep educating the people. Let's just, uh, we'll just keep doing that. I'm going to go with, uh, where, where is he? Oh, another $6,900 player. A guy we're, we're familiar with. He's played, and I kind of like the guys who have played in some events with like good PGA Tour players just so they don't show up and they're like just in awe. But Romain Langasque, the Frenchman. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely checks a ton of boxes. He did not play here last year, but he played the Aberdeen uh, with a third place finish in 2019. That was his best finish. But I mean, Romain's played in uh, one, two, three, three open champion championships. He's played in a Masters. Um, he's played in a, in a WGC event. He's played in two U.S. Opens made the cut in both. So, and, and he's hot right now. I mean, he's, uh, where, where'd he go? T8 uh, was his last finish at the Betfred British Masters. Um, had a T10, a T16, T2, all in his last six events. So, in good form, plenty of experience around big names and playing in big tournaments. I like that $6,900 uh, Romain Langasque. Okay. Is Frenchman right? Yeah, I think he's a Frenchman, isn't yeah. he? Am I'm going to go with another Frenchman. Am I wrong on that? Yes, no, he's a Frenchman. I'm going to go with another Frenchman. Okay. Uh, Mathieu, Mathieu Pavon. <laughs> <laughs> Mathieu, like Achu? I don't know. <laughs> Mathieu Pavon. Um, also playing yeah, well this year. he is year. playing good. Playing very well this year. Uh, top 20s in three of his last four events. Um, has several. Let's see, one, two, three. Three, four top tens going back to um, uh, earlier this year. So I, I think uh, I think he's a good one as well. Uh, I like the form there, um, and he actually he'll he'll check some boxes for you when you're when you're looking at stats. Um, he, he's up there when it when it comes to um, yeah, pretty decent off the tee as far as driving distance. Great putter. Um, so I like that. Um, so. There you go. Okay. Uh, my last pick is going to be $6,500 Callum Taron, a name we do know. The Englishman starting to play well again, which is good to see. In this field, over the last 24 rounds, he is 25th in strokes gained ball striking, uh, including 23rd off the tee. Uh, he is, he's kind of surged. He is now 89th in the FedEx Cup standings. So he's got to kind of, you know, uh, the big goal is to get into the top 70 because if you get in the top 70, you're essentially guaranteed your status in those top, in those, uh, top tier events next year. So I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be motivated. He played here last year, missed the cut. Um, but, but I, I like the way, I mean, Calum Taron's going to hit it long. He's going to, he's got good iron play. You know, you definitely worry about the putter, uh, but the short game and the putter can pop from time to time. So. Uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Calum Terrence, sixty five hundred. Feels like a decent value when you consider he plays all of his tournaments on the PJ Tour, and he's sixty five hundred price way lower than a lot of guys who are full time DP World Tour. 
Uh, Callum could could do something here. Yeah. Okay. Um. Man, I don't know what I want to do here, DB. I think. I think I'm going to go with a little bit of a crossover here too at the top at 6,900 and, and Matt Wallace. Um, I, I got to go with my boy Matt Wallace. You and, and Matt Wallace have a rich history. It, it's a it's a it's a very troubled Ooh. relationship. Um, and there's some folks in the hut that are are going to be wow. They're not going to be excited by this, but I'm going to put Matt Wallace again on the on the radar in the uh, in the 6K draft and um and play him. Wow. Wow. Never thought I'd see the day. I mean, you mm-hmm. hate Matt Wallace. No, I love him. Didn't you see all those tweets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Never that's, a, that's a 6K draft. Uh, we got Ramsey, Langask, Southgate, Pavon, Taron, and Wallace in the 6K draft. Uh, next week, we will have, we'll, we're going to be together next week, not for the Open Championship show. I wish we could be, but we will not oh. be. What? What? That makes me think about something, DB. What? Because we haven't done, um, we haven't spun the wheel in a while. Maybe because I'm always losing on those mm-hmm. bets, but I'm paying off a bet next. Week. Are you? So, so now that you've just brought this up, that we're going to be together, you, I'm going to give you this choice actually, because because this this could be you may not care about this at all, but this is the waxing of the inner thigh. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do it on the show on Monday night, which I'm happy to do. Mm-hmm. If, if you want me to do it next Monday night mm-hmm. for the Open Championship show or whenever we decide to do that show, uh, we may do it early. I don't know mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Uh, and the wife, if you want to see the wife pull it off, she would rip off that wax. Uh, we can do that. Or maybe you want to do it while we're in person. I don't know if I want you ripping off anything <laughs> on my inner thigh, though. So uh, uh, I, I will. This is an easy choice. Uh, I think the people are going to want. I, th- I think we want as many eyeballs on it as possible. Mm-hmm. So I think we do it for the Monday night or the or the whatever show. Whether we probably do something on Sunday. I think we okay. do that and let the wife. I, I think yeah. Sally would love. I think she'd be honored to do it. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll do that. That is going to happen next week. So, so yeah. Pat's getting his inner thigh wax. He's finally paying. I mean, at least I do have that going for me. I've been cold in the outright streets, mm-hmm. but I got that going. I am, I am hitting, I am winning bets against you. When we All spin the, the time. Wheel. I don't remember the last one I won. I don't either. Um, but that's good. So we, but, so we won't be together in person for the, mon- for the main shows. But next week we are traveling to Nashville. Our friends at SoBet are based out of Nashville. They're having us up to uh, do some content. We'll be there Wednesday for the live chats with everybody. It's going to be a good time. And we're going to be doing some content there on Thursday and Friday as well. If you're in the area, let us know. Love to meet, meet yeah. some listeners. We're going to be hanging around Broadway. We're going to probably uh, go to a golf course as well. So uh, looking forward to going to Nash, Nash Vegas with my boy Pat. Should be a good time. Yeah. So st- just keep on the lookout, too, for the, uh, on the IG, you know, the TikTok. Whenever we get together, we like to do some fun stuff there. Maybe you'll see some behind the scenes shooting some content with our friends at SoBet. It'll be a good time. All right. Um, I think that's it, Pat. Good show. I think we covered a lot in 50, 50 minutes. I think we covered a lot. Yeah. This is good. All right. May your screens be green. Seeing the Nut Hut, seeing the Discord. Don't forget, it's Scotland. Okay. S- stuff can get weird. Don't get, don't get too committed to your folks right now. Wait till mm-hmm. Wednesday. All right. May your screens be green. See ya.